Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. You need to see yourself as a steward, not an owner of the money that you have. Once you understand that it isn't your money, it's His money, and then He just blesses us. And our finances improved. God really blessed our finances. You can trust God with your money. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing a series that I started over five weeks ago. I'm into my fifth week of teaching about financial stewardship. And if you haven't seen these programs, I really encourage you to get the materials. I'm offering these as a gift to you. Uh, This is absolutely, you don't have to send anything. You can call or write. We'll send it to you, the book or the CDs or the DVDs. We do have a package deal that has some other material with it, and our announcer will give you all of that at the end. But if you've missed any of this teaching, I encourage you to go to our website, awmi.net, and check it out and look at it in its in its uh, context, because I've belabored the point and really tried to make it clear that it's the attitude behind your gift that is really important. We are stewards of God's resources. It's not ours. Everything we have is God's, and you need to look at it as belonging to Him, and you just listen to Him and do what He tells you to do. So one of the things that I've been dealing with this week is where He told you to bring all of the tithes into the storehouse. The first part of this week, I was dealing with Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 through 10, and specifically talking about how that the Old Testament law put a curse on you if you didn't pay tithes and offerings, not just tithes. People conveniently leave that offerings part out, but you were cursed if you didn't give under the Old Covenant. Under the New Covenant, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, Galatians 3.13. We aren't cursed, but we still should be giving now because of gratitude for all that God has done for us. And 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 says that we should give as we purpose in our heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, because God loves a cheerful giver. That is a complete opposite motivation than Malachi chapter 3. And yet a lot of people are giving under this old covenant debt mentality to where they believe that your tithe is just a, like a debt that you owe and you don't even expect any return off of it. That'll kill your harvest. My mother was like this. She was raised in, of course, I was raised in the same church that she had me in, but she had this attitude. And my mother used to give money to us. And every time she'd give, I'd say, I believe God's going to bless you back a hundred times. And she would always say, I didn't give to get anything. I don't want anything in return. Well, in a sense, that was good in that she wasn't selfish. It wasn't like she was giving, you know, like you put a coin in a slot machine, pull a handle and expect to hit the jackpot. She wasn't just playing the lottery or or gambling and hoping that God would give it back to her. She had a pure heart, but you've got to believe the promises about receiving for them to work. You got to give with the right attitude. And um, so anyway, I've been countering that. And then yesterday I started talking about verse 10, Malachi 3:10, where it says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. And I was talking about that the storehouse isn't always the local church. I believe that it should be the local church. 
The local church should minister to you in a way that a ministry like mine or some kind of a missionary or, or benevolence outreach type ministry can't minister to you. And uh, so you should give your tithes to the local church if you live in a perfect world, if you go to a good church. But for whatever reason, it's my experience talking to people that probably 50% or more of the body of Christ doesn't go to a church that feeds them. They might go to a church one hour a week, and then they have to get materials, books, they watch television, they do other things, and that's where they get fed. If that's the way that you're living, then you ought to give where you're fed. If that church feeds you por uh, a portion, well, then give a portion of your tithes and offerings to it. But, but give where you're fed. And so anyway, I dealt with that in more detail yesterday. If you missed any of that, get it. But let me just expound on this a little bit, that, you know, if we would, if the body of Christ would learn to give where you are fed, it would radically change the body of Christ. Let me use this passage of Scripture over in Galatians chapter 6. In verse 6, it says, But let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. One of the translations, I think it's the Amplified, says, whatsoever a man soweth, that and that only shall he reap. That makes perfect sense in the natural. If you don't sow a crop, you shouldn't be disappointed if you don't get a crop. You have to sow in order to reap. But when it comes to spiritual things, people are all the time wanting God to supply their needs. They're calling out to God for help. And yet, have you sown anything? Have you sown any seed? Have you given anything? You are going to reap only what you have sown. And it says in that uh, sixth verse, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him. This word communicate to us is usually talking about like radio, television, like what I'm doing right now. I'm communicating with people. But communicate here in the King James is talking about that you need to give unto the person who is feeding you spiritually. Over in 2 Timothy chapter 5, it talks about those that uh, minister the Word of God should be given double honor. And this isn't talking about just respect. It's talking about money is what it's talking about. So these scriptures are saying that you give where you're fed. It's the same principle that Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 is talking about. So let me just explain to you, if you gave where you were fed, here are some of the effects that that would have. First of all, if you gave where you were fed, you would be in compliance with the Word of God. And I believe that it would cause the supply, the response of God, the return on your giving to increase just because you're in obedience and you're following the Word of God. Another thing that we do, when you give to people that aren't feeding you, you're giving because they are uh, browbeating you, are, are playing on your sympathies, uh, condemning you, manipulating you, and things like this. Did you know when you give like that, you're encouraging that misuse in the body of Christ. I was with a woman one time, and she, I was over at her house, and she brought to me a letter by a really famous minister. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Many of you know who it is. And uh, anyway, he said in there, he put her name in there, you know, like Donna or whatever it was. 
SAYS, DEAR DONNA, THE LORD WOKE ME UP AT 3 A.M. THIS MORNING AND GAVE ME YOUR NAME AND TOLD ME TO WRITE YOU THIS LETTER AND SAY THAT IF YOU WOULD GIVE $1,000 THAT ALL OF YOUR LOVED ONES THAT YOU'VE BEEN PRAYING FOR WILL BE BORN AGAIN THIS YEAR. AND SHE CAME TO ME AND SHE WAS NEARLY IN TEARS SAYING, MAN, I'VE BEEN PRAYING AND INTERCEDING FOR ALL OF THESE PEOPLE AND I I COULD PROBABLY SCRAPE TOGETHER A THOUSAND DOLLARS, BUT IF I DID, I WOULDN'T MAKE MY HOUSE PAYMENT. I WOULDN'T BE ABLE TO EAT. SHE SAYS, WHAT DO I DO? HOW DO I RESPOND? AND I JUST TOOK THAT LETTER AND TORE IT UP AND THREW IT IN THE TRASH. AND WHEN I DID, SHE JUST, YOU you CAN'T DO THIS. THIS IS A MAN OF GOD. HE GOT UP AT 3 A.M. THIS MORNING. GOD CALLED MY NAME. AND I TOLD HER, I SAID, GOD, HE PUT THAT INTO HIS COMPUTER, AND THAT COMPUTER SPIT THIS LETTER OUT TO 100,000 DIFFERENT PEOPLE AND MADE IT LIKE IT WAS ALL PERSONALIZED. I SAID, HE'S LYING TO YOU. HE'S MANIPULATING YOU. AND SHE JUST STRUGGLED WITH THAT, BUT I, I KNEW THIS PERSON ENOUGH. YOU KNOW, I WENT BEHIND THE SCENES ONE TIME AT ONE OF THESE NETWORKS. AGAIN, I WON'T TELL YOU WHICH NETWORK THIS IS, BUT THE PERSON WENT TO JAIL FOR THIS KIND OF STUFF. BUT I WENT TO THIS NETWORK, AND I WAS A GUEST ON THIS NETWORK, AND THE PEOPLE BEHIND THE SCENES, IT WAS, IT WAS BAD. THEY WERE, THERE WAS PEOPLE THAT LOVED GOD, BUT THEY COULD SEE THE, THE BAD THINGS THAT WERE GOING ON. YOU KNOW, WHEN THE CAMERAS WERE OFF, MAN, THIS GUY WOULD SCREAM AND YELL AND ANGER, AND THEN THE CAMERAS WOULD COME ON AND JUST ALL OF A SUDDEN BE ALL LOVE AND EVERYTHING, AND IT WAS SO MUCH HYPOCRISY THAT HIS, THE STAFF WERE STRUGGLING. AND ANYWAY, THEY TALKED TO ME, AND I MINISTERED TO THEM, AND THEY TOOK ME INTO A ROOM THAT WAS PROBABLY, I'D SAY, AT LEAST 15 BY 20 FEET. IT WAS A large size ROOM, AND THEY HAD BOXES STACKED TO THE CEILING COVERING THIS ENTIRE ROOM. AND I SAID, WHAT ARE THESE? AND HE SAID, THESE ARE OUR SIX MONTHS CRISIS LETTERS THAT ARE WRITTEN FOR TWO YEARS IN ADVANCE. AND I JUST TOOK ME A WHILE TO THINK ABOUT THIS AND PROCESS, AND I SAID, HOW CAN YOU TELL WHAT THE CRISIS IS GOING TO BE TWO YEARS FROM NOW? AND HE SAYS, WE CAN'T. THEY JUST MAKE THESE THINGS UP. THEY TELL YOU THIS, AND THE JUSTIFICATION FOR IT IS THAT IF WE DON'T WRITE THESE LETTERS IN ADVANCE, AND THEY ALREADY HAD THEM, EVERYTHING WAS DONE, ALL THEY HAD TO DO WAS JUST PUT A LABEL ON IT, ONE OF THESE STICKY LABELS ON IT, SO THAT THEY COULD MAIL THEM OUT QUICKLY. HE SAYS, IF WE DON'T DO IT TWO YEARS IN ADVANCE, WELL, THEN BY THE TIME WE COULD RESPOND TO A CRISIS AND GET THE LETTER WRITTEN AND THEN GET IT SENT OUT, WE HAD ALREADY HAVE FAILED. SO IN THEIR MIND, THEY HAD JUSTIFIED IT. BUT IT WAS MANIPULATION. AND DID YOU KNOW THE MAN WHO ACTUALLY GAVE US OUR FIRST BUILDING THAT WE HAD IN MANITOU SPRINGS, IT WAS JUST A LITTLE 14,000, OR EXCUSE ME, IT WAS was 4,000 SQUARE FEET HOTEL BED AND BREAKFAST THAT WE MOVED INTO IN 1980 WHEN WE FIRST MOVED HERE. AND WHEN HE GAVE US THAT BUILDING, HE STAYED ON FOR A BRIEF PERIOD OF TIME, AND HE DUPLICATED TAPES FOR ME AND STUFF, AND HE WOULD SEE THE WAY WE OPERATED. AND I MEAN, WE WOULD JUST, WE WOULD DUPLICATE TENS OF THOUSANDS OF TAPES AS FAST AS WE COULD, AND WE'D PUT THEM OUT, AND THEN WE'D RUN OUT OF MONEY, AND WE'D SIT THERE AND JUST WAIT UNTIL ENOUGH MONEY CAME IN THAT WE COULD GET SOME MORE. AND WHEN HE SAW THIS, HE SAYS, WHY DON'T YOU TELL PEOPLE? WHY DON'T YOU... WELL, HE WOULDN'T USE THIS WORD, BUT WHY DON'T YOU BEG PEOPLE MORE AND TELL THEM WHAT YOUR NEED IS? AND THEN HE GAVE ME THE EXAMPLE. HE SAYS, THIS LAST YEAR, I GAVE AWAY $20,000. AND HE SAYS, EVERY TIME I WANTED TO GIVE, I THOUGHT, 
I PRAYED AND ASKED GOD, WHERE DO YOU WANT ME TO GIVE? AND HE SAID, YOU WERE ALWAYS THE FIRST ONE THAT I THOUGHT OF BECAUSE GOD USED YOU TO TEACH ME THE WORD AND TO CHANGE MY LIFE. BUT YOU NEVER MENTIONED ANYTHING. YOU GAVE YOUR MATERIALS AWAY. I THOUGHT YOU DIDN'T NEED IT. AND THEN THIS OTHER MINISTRY, THE ONE I'M TALKING ABOUT THAT HAD THESE CRISIS LETTERS SIX MONTHS IN ADVANCE, THIS OTHER MINISTRY SENT OUT THIS CRISIS LETTER THAT THEY WERE GOING TO HAVE TO GO OFF TELEVISION IF I DIDN'T GIVE. AND HE SAID, BECAUSE THEY they NEEDED IT, I WOUND UP GIVING THEM THAT $20,000. AND THEN I SEE HOW YOU OPERATE. AND HE SAYS, IF I'D HAVE KNOWN THIS, I'D HAVE BEEN GIVEN TO YOU. SEE, MOST PEOPLE GIVE WHERE THEY'RE BEGGED. MOST PEOPLE GIVE WHERE THEY'RE MANIPULATED. BUT THE SCRIPTURE JUST MAKES IT SO CLEAR. IF YOU'RE TAUGHT IN THE WORD, COMMUNICATE. GIVE TO THE PERSON WHO'S TEACHING YOU. JUST GIVE WHERE YOU'RE FED. IF YOU DID THAT, DID YOU KNOW THAT I GUARANTEE YOU, um, AGAIN, I MENTIONED THIS ON THE PROGRAM YESTERDAY. I DON'T KNOW THE EXACT NUMBERS, BUT I CAN GUARANTEE YOU THERE'S AT LEAST MILLIONS OF PEOPLE THAT WILL WATCH THIS PROGRAM TODAY. AND THIS IS GOING TO ANSWER SOME PEOPLE'S QUESTIONS. AND THIS IS GOING TO SET SOME OF YOU FREE TO NOT GIVE WHERE YOU'RE MANIPULATED, WHERE YOU'RE BEGGED, WHERE YOU'RE CONDEMNED AND SHAMED IF YOU DON'T GIVE. AND IT'S GOING TO HELP SOMEBODY. AND IF YOU JUST THOUGHT, MAN, IF THAT'S WORTH FIVE BUCKS, IF YOU SEND IN FIVE BUCKS, IT'D BE THE BIGGEST INCOME DAY I EVER HAD IN MY LIFE IF PEOPLE JUST GAVE WHERE THEY'RE FED. BUT MOST PEOPLE GIVE WHERE THEY'RE BEGGED, WHERE THEY'RE COERCED. I HAD A MAN WHO WAS ON MY BOARD OF DIRECTORS, AND HE WAS AT A MEETING, AND THE PASTOR, OR I DON'T KNOW IF IT WAS THE PASTOR, BUT ANYWAY, THE MINISTER TOOK UP AN OFFERING AND SAID HE NEEDED A CERTAIN AMOUNT OF MONEY, AND HE WASN'T GOING TO LET PEOPLE GO UNTIL HE GOT IT. SO THEY TOOK THE OFFERING, HE KEPT THE DOORS CLOSED, SAID THAT THE USHERS WERE BLOCKING THE DOORS, AND THEY COUNTED THE OFFERING. AND HE CAME BACK AND HE SAYS, IT WASN'T ENOUGH. I NEED MORE. SO HE TOOK A SECOND OFFERING. AND HE SAYS, YOU AREN'T GOING TO GO UNTIL I COUNT IT AND SEE IF I GOT ENOUGH MONEY. AND HE WAS STILL $1,000 SHORT. SO HE TOOK UP A THIRD OFFERING. AND THIS MAN WHO WAS ON MY BOARD OF DIRECTORS SAID THAT HE GAVE $1,000 IN THE OFFERING JUST TO GET OUT OF THERE AND TO SHUT THIS GUY UP AND ALLOW ALL THE OTHER PEOPLE TO LEAVE. AND WHEN HE TOLD ME THAT, I SAID, TRAVIS, YOU JUST REWARDED THIS GUY. YOU BLESSED HIM. I SAID, YOU KNOW WHY PEOPLE DO STUFF LIKE THAT? BECAUSE IT WORKS. I SAID, YOU COMPLIMENTED HIM. IT'S LIKE A PERSON WHO'S IN PUBLIC OFFICE, AND IF YOU VOTE FOR THEM, AND THEN THEY DO THESE TERRIBLE THINGS, LIKE WE'VE BEEN SEEING THESE RIOTS, NEARLY EVERY ONE OF THESE RIOTS AND DESTRUCTION AND THE MAYHEM THAT WE'RE SEEING ARE IN uh, CITIES RUN BY DEMOCRATS, LIBERALS. AND I CAN GUARANTEE YOU THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM THAT YOU HATE WHAT'S HAPPENING. YOU THINK WHAT'S HAPPENING TO OUR NATION, BUT IF YOU VOTED FOR THEM AND PUT IN THESE PEOPLE WHO ARE SITTING THERE AND VALIDATING BLACK LIVES MATTER AND ALL THESE OTHER THINGS, YOU'RE PART OF THE PROBLEM. I'M SAYING THIS IN LOVE, BUT YOU VOTED FOR HIM. QUIT VOTING FOR HIM. AMEN? WHEN YOU GIVE TO A PERSON WHO'S GOING TO LOCK THE DOORS AND NOT LET YOU OUT UNTIL HE GETS A CERTAIN AMOUNT AND FORCES YOU, you're, YOU'RE VOTING FOR THEM. YOU'RE TELLING THEM IT WORKED. DO IT AGAIN. HARDER. YOU KNOW HOW YOU STOP STUFF LIKE THAT? GIVE WHERE YOU'RE FED. AND I CAN GUARANTEE YOU THAT THE PEOPLE WHO ARE MANIPULATING PEOPLE AND COERCING THEM AND DECEIVING THEM AND SHAMING THEM AND ON AND ON YOU COULD GO. THE PEOPLE WHO ARE DOING THAT ARE NOT FEEDING THE BODY OF CHRIST. THEY AREN'T REALLY FLOWING IN THE SPIRIT. THEY HAVE LEARNED TECHNIQUES HOW TO MANIPULATE PEOPLE. AND WHEN YOU GIVE TO STUFF LIKE THAT, 
YOU ARE REWARDING THEM. AND THE REASON THEY CONTINUE TO DO IT IS BECAUSE IT WORKS. YOU KNOW, I MENTIONED EARLIER THIS WOMAN WHO HAD SOMEBODY SAY THAT GOD WOKE HER UP, WOKE HIM UP AT 3 A.M. AND GAVE HER HER NAME. DID YOU KNOW I KNOW WHO THAT IS? I WENT ON THE WEBSITE AND I LOOKED AT THEIR INCOME AND DID YOU KNOW THAT THEIR INCOME IS LIKE FOUR TIMES AND THIS HAS BEEN 20 YEARS AGO, SO I DON'T KNOW IF IT APPLIES NOW, BUT AT THAT TIME, THEIR INCOME WAS FOUR TIMES AS MUCH AS MY INCOME WAS, AND I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, THEY AREN'T FEEDING PEOPLE. THEY AREN'T ON... THEY AREN'T ON ONE-TENTH AS MANY TELEVISION NETWORKS AS I AM. THEY AREN'T REACHING AS MANY PEOPLE. BUT YOU KNOW WHAT? THEY ARE AWESOME FUNDRAISERS BECAUSE THEY MANIPULATE AND SAY, GOD WOKE ME UP AT 3 A.M. AND MOST PEOPLE ARE GULLIBLE ENOUGH TO FALL FOR THAT. NOW, I'M NOT SAYING THAT GOD COULDN'T WAKE SOMEBODY UP, BUT I CAN GUARANTEE YOU THIS PERSON, IT WAS SENT OUT TO 100,000 PEOPLE. IT WAS A MANIPULATION. AND PEOPLE ARE GIVING TO IT. I HAD A GROUP OF FUNDRAISERS COME TO ME, AND THEY GUARANTEED ME $1 MILLION PROFIT IF I WOULD LET THEM WRITE A LETTER. AND SO I THOUGHT, OH, MAN, I COULD SURE USE A MILLION DOLLARS. THIS HAS BEEN 25 YEARS AGO, and, uh, AND THAT WAS PROBABLY... I DON'T EVEN KNOW. THAT'S PROBABLY A YEAR'S INCOME 25 YEARS AGO. AND SO I SAID, COME ON. AND SO I PAID FOR THEM TO COME OUT, AND THEY CAME OUT, AND THEY BROUGHT THIS THING, AND THEY SHOWED ME THE LETTER THAT THEY HAD WRITTEN FOR ANOTHER MINISTRY. IF I WAS TO CALL HIS NAME, NEARLY EVERY ONE OF YOU WOULD KNOW WHO I'M TALKING ABOUT. AND THEY SAID, WE RAISED HIM $22 MILLION THROUGH A LETTER CAMPAIGN. AND THEY SAID, WE'LL GUARANTEE YOU $1 MILLION BECAUSE MY MINISTRY WAS SMALLER. AND SO I SAID, SO WHAT ARE YOU GOING TO DO? AND THEY SHOWED ME THE LETTER. AND THEY, sh they HAD IT DOWN TO THE COLORS THAT YOU USE. THERE ARE CERTAIN COLORS THAT CAUSE PEOPLE TO GIVE MORE THAN OTHERS. HOW MANY TIMES YOU PUT BRACKETS IN THE MARGIN? HOW MANY TIMES YOU PUT A LITTLE STAR? AND, and THE WAY YOU DESIGN THE ENVELOPE, THEY HAD IT ALL DOWN. AND THEY SAID, YOU PUT IN THESE PICTURES OF THESE BABIES WITH THE SWOLLEN BELLIES AND FLIES CRAWLING ON THEM AND THINGS LIKE THIS. AND YOU, you PLAY ON PEOPLE'S EMOTIONS AND YOU TOUCH THEM. AND, YOU KNOW, IT SAYS THAT IF YOU SEE YOUR BROTHER OR SISTER IN NEED AND IF YOU SHUT UP YOUR BOWELS OF COMPASSION, HOW DWELLETH THE LOVE OF GOD IN YOU? AND SO PEOPLE PLAY ON THIS COMPASSION GIVING. AND THEY SHOWED ALL OF THESE THINGS. AND AS THEY WERE SHOWING ME ALL OF THIS, I SAID, LOOK, I DON'T HAVE AN ORPHANAGE IN AFRICA. I DON'T DO THESE THINGS. I SAID, THIS DOESN'T APPLY TO ME. AND HE SAYS, THAT OTHER MINISTER THAT THEY RAISED $22 MILLION FOR, THEY DIDN'T HAVE AN ORPHANAGE. NONE OF THIS STUFF WAS TRUE. THEY JUST TOOK STOCK PHOTOS AND PUT THEM IN THERE. THEY SAID, IT DOESN'T MATTER HOW YOU GET THE MONEY. WE'LL JUST GET YOU THE MONEY AND THEN YOU CAN USE IT ANY WAY YOU WANT TO. AND MAN, I GOT MAD. I KICKED THOSE GUYS OUT OF MY OFFICE AND I SAID, I DON'T NEED YOUR MONEY THAT BADLY. I SAID, MY INTEGRITY IS WORTH MORE THAN A MILLION DOLLARS. BUT I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, BROTHERS AND SISTERS, THERE ARE MANY OF YOU, AND I'M SAYING THIS IN LOVE. I'M NOT TRYING TO SCOLD YOU, BUT I'M SAYING THAT THE BODY OF CHRIST HASN'T BEEN TAUGHT MINISTERS WON'T SAY THIS BECAUSE SOMEBODY'S GOING TO THINK you're, YOU'RE SAYING THIS JUST SO THAT YOU CAN GET ME TO GIVE TO YOU. AND SO FOR WHATEVER REASON, PEOPLE WON'T TELL THE TRUTH. BUT I'M... BECAUSE PEOPLE DON'T KNOW THE TRUTH, THEY'RE GIVING WHERE THEY'RE BEGGED. THEY'RE GIVING WHERE THEY'RE MANIPULATED. THEY'RE GIVING WHERE THEY'RE SHAMED. THEY'RE GIVING WHERE THEY SEE SOMEBODY IN SUCH NEED THAT, MAN, THEY JUST FEEL GUILTY, LIKE I, I'VE GOT TO DO SOMETHING. AND THERE ARE PLACES THAT WE GIVE OUT OF COMPASSION. THERE ARE TIMES THAT YOU GIVE JUST IN BENEVOLENCE. YOU DON'T GET ANYTHING. THEY AREN'T FEEDING YOU. YOU KNOW, SOME OF THE MISSIONARIES, THE OUTREACHES TO THE HUNGRY AND, and THOSE THAT ARE TRYING TO, 
you know, save these girls out of the sex trade and stuff like that. They aren't going to be ministering to you. And if the only motivation for giving was just give where you're fed, well, then all of these outreach type things to, to the poor and people who can't uh, give back to them, they wouldn't be able to function. So there is missionary giving or benevolence giving or compassion giving, whatever you want to call it. But by and large, the dominant way that we should funnel our giving is to where we are fed. And again, a local church should be feeding you in a way that a traveling ministry can't. So in a perfect world, if you go to a good church, well then, praise God, put your tithes in there and send offerings to parachurch and to missions organizations and things. That's the best way that it should operate. But we don't live in a perfect world, and I can guarantee you that over 50% of the people watching this program don't go to a good church, and yet you will wind up putting your tithes in there. You're missing it. You need to give where you're fed, and if you did that, well, then all of these crooks that are manipulating and uh, shaming people into giving and, and playing upon your sympathies and mercies and, and things like this, they'd dry up. One of two things would happen. They had either, if they were truly born again and just had fallen into these techniques, well, when they, when their gimmicks didn't work, they'd have to get before God and get their heart right and start ministering the Word of God, and then they'd start receiving because they'd start feeding people. So that would either happen, or if they were just total crooks and charlatans, they'd get out of the ministry because it wasn't working anymore. They couldn't manipulate people and get the money. But either way, we would stop a lot of this stuff if we just followed what the Word of God says. If you are taught in the Word of God, well, then communicate and give back. If I go get something to eat at the store, I may not get a full meal. If I go in and get a candy bar, I don't give them $20 like I would for a meal, but I'll give them enough to pay for that candy bar. You know, I, I drive, and that's when I listen to people the majority of the time. And I remember in one week, I, met, I heard a couple of people on the radio say things that they totally disagree with me. They think I'm a cult. I've heard them call my name and criticize me, and yet they're Christians. And they said something that blessed me, and I learned something, and God spoke to me through them. And you know what? I sent them some money. And then I have to sit there and go to the effort to get off their mailing list and everything. I mean, I'm, it, it's a pain, but nonetheless, if I get something from somebody, if, if God speaks to me through somebody, I'm going to give them something. I give where I fed. If, if somebody communicates unto me, I'm going to communicate unto them. That's what these scriptures are saying to do. And this is what I'm encouraging you to do. I've spent the majority of time, over four weeks, just talking about the motives and that right attitude, being a steward. But now we're talking about giving and we're talking about where you should give. And you should give where you're fed, not where you're begged, not where you're coerced, where you're shamed, where you're brutalized and beaten into it. You ought to give as you purpose in your heart. And I tell you, it would cause you to start receiving a return on your giving like you've never had before, and it would solve a lot of problems in the body of Christ. It'd either get rid of the charlatans or it'd cause those people to get right with God. Marin Ham was only nine years old when she contracted the swine flu. Mysterious symptoms plagued her body and mind until she was no longer able to walk. The pain in my legs was so bad that it felt like a blowtorch was touching them if a bed sheet touched them. 
When her symptoms turned for the worst, Marin was diagnosed with late-stage Lyme disease, which most people never recover from. And I just turned to my mom and I'm like, I just want to go to Colorado. I have been so sick and I just want to enjoy the mountains, even if I just sit in my wheelchair and look at them. Her mother, Lene, booked a cabin in, of all places, the small town of Woodland Park. We went out to Colorado and we found this little cabin. My mom was getting my scooter out of the car and the lady came up and she's like, there's a healing school, like right down the streets, open to the public. God led us right to healing school, right down the road at Karis Bible College. Whether it looks like it, it doesn't matter. You said it, I'm stepping into it and I'm just walking in what you have for me. The next day, we packed up the car and we stopped at a national forest before we left to go back home. And all of a sudden I'm sitting there and just this like boldness rose up on the inside of me, this prompting like stand up and walk. And I hear her just saying, mom. And I turned back and then I realized she was standing. By the end of the week, I was walking. And a month later, I was completely healed ever since. So praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, it's your partnership that enabled us to have the healing school where Marin got healed, and this is happening thousands and thousands of times over. The only reason that I'm sitting before you totally healed is because you've sowed into that ministry. From the bottom of my heart, I just can't say thank you enough because that's what makes this all possible. Thank you, partners, for helping us to reach out. And if you haven't yet become a partner, pray about it and join with us today. You know, I've had a desire to have a 24-7 phone center where we could take calls all of the time. Right now, we're operating uh, five days a week, 24 hours a day, but we are starting to open on Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 in the morning until 6 p.m. just so that we can minister to you better. So we've expanded these hours. I encourage you to check it out at 719-635-1111. Andrew is offering his complete teaching on financial stewardship in your choice of either a book, CD album, or DVD album as his free gift to you today. Go to awmi.net to order your free product today. This offer is limited to one free product per household and is only available in the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. This teaching is also available as a companion study guide for a gift of any amount when you contact us. Or you can get these valuable resources in the Financial Stewardship Package. This package includes the Financial Stewardship Book, Study Guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album, as well as the Financial Breakthroughs DVD. This DVD includes six testimonies of people that experience the freedom of turning their finances over to God. This package has a catalog value of $115, but you can get it today for only $80. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these products. Or you can call our helpline at 719-635-1111. We're pleased to announce our helpline is now open seven days a week, Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, and Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. 
I tell you, I'm excited. God is going to do something special during these meetings. I felt that he was just speaking truth. The perspective is so different, it's so new, and the, the understanding runs so deep. God has given us everything that we need in seed form, and the Word of God has to be sown in your heart. Man, that is powerful. I know that he gets before the Lord, and there's always a freshness, even on things that we already have revelation on. There's a today in time word. You have to get to where you believe in the power of words every moment of every day. When you start speaking to your problem and commanding it to leave, that's when you start seeing great things happen. It is the gospel truth 